Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Well, hello, and thanks for coming, America. My name's Seth. What's yours? Hello, Jamal's here. Hi, it's Stoney. Hey, everyone. Welcome <laughs> back to another fun week at Thanks for Coming. We're, of course, the most magically gay podcast. And I only know that because your dad told me last night. Mm, oh. I love zaddies. Yes. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to another fun week at Thanks for Coming, where we cover everything RuPaul and... This week, guess what? We're covering the finale of All-Stars 5. We made it to the end of another season. Oh my god, I feel like a new person. (laughs) I'm so happy. It's over. (laughs) This is what it feels like when the Botox settles and you like feel cute again. Yeah, I can move my eyes again. (laughs) My eyebrows. I was like, oh nice. Like I'm so excited for the off season. And then Rue was like, fuck your drag. I'm coming out with a new series. (laughs) Per <laughs> Yes, and it's all about sister loving. <laughs> Ooh, sister dick makes you sick. Yeah, girl, I heard that before. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're, we're debating about covering it, but there's no official announcement yet, so don't put all your eggs in a basket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you feel one way or the other, let us know on Twitter. Give us some time to, I don't know, think about it and <laughs> decide whether or not it's worth it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it already seems like a break just covering one season of RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) Yeah, we're like, woohoo, break. Yeah, (laughs) maybe we need an actual break. For real, Quarantina's got us all snatched, so that sounds like a plan to me. Yes, oh my gosh. All right, you guys, there is so much tea to get into. This is the finale. There were like eight different things happening all at once. (laughs) We have a lot to get through. (laughs) Um, so let's dive into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are back, back, back again to recap the final episode of All Stars 5. Thank you, Jesus. We made it. It was a, a bumpy ride, but hey, in the end, I'm glad we are here. Yes, girl. And it was like a reunion of all reunions. <laughs> yes, girl. It... Sorry, Jabal said it's a bumpy ride, and I just kept remembering how J.K. Rowling appropriated Jamaican culture for <laughs> Harry Potter and that little bus. Sorry, oh, I, shit. I was trying to get it out of my mind so we could just talk about RuPaul's Drag Race finale, but now I can't stop. I know about exactly it. the scene you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not gonna do the voice either, so <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. So you, but you know what we're talking about. All right. Anyways, okay, that has been erased from my mind now. Yes, we made it to the finale, and we're so excited. Of course, at the top of the show, Blair St. Clair has left the competition. Uh, She fought a hard and strong fight, but Blair's time has come. It was good to see her on the show, though. Yeah, it was nice to see her. Her jokes weren't funny, though, so bye. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow tell us how you really feel stony why do you hate blair st Clair? i don't hate her i just said her jokes weren't funny <laughs> in the pit stop you always make fun of blair st Clair. i don't understand what you have against her stop attacking me <laughs> i'm feeling very attacked 
All right, and we are in the finale, everyone. Craction. Jujubee is feeling the pressure of the competition because even though she's in the top three, she's really at the bottom of the totem pole because she has the fewest challenge wins. Same. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> no, this is actually, I mean, when you get to the final in any show, you really start to think about your resume and what you can use to your advantage to sell the reason it should be you that takes home the prize. And, you know, a challenge win or two would be nice to have at this moment. Definitely. She has one challenge win, Shay has two, and Cracker has three. Yes, but, you know, you never know what RuPaul is going to do. So, I mean, Juju, if you're funny enough that day, you might just snatch the crown, you know? <laughs> Yes, and that's not to diminish no, Jujubee at, at all. This is just what she said. <laughs> I'm not saying this. Right, and you have to realize, too, that these are three very different queens. So to say that somebody is very funny or to say that somebody is a better dancer or somebody is this, that's just where their talent lies. It's no shade at all. Yes, girl. So then they have a slow-mo pillow fight. And I thought that was real rude to be hitting drag queens in the face with all that beautiful makeup on. (laughs) I mean, those pillows are getting beat themselves. They're like being introduced to makeup for the first time. (laughs) And Shay was like hitting Jujubee with her breastplate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this was... I don't don't know. I feel like Rue production was just like, we have nothing to like... We have like no drama to present in the opening credits. So we're going to have a fake pillow fight. And then we are going to use dramatic music in the background to make it seem dramatic. <laughs> yeah, that was so extra and unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a reach for sure. So the next day in the workroom, it is time for the mini challenge using the glory hole. Whoever finishes first wins. Ooh, is that how it works? I think that was the alternate reality I created in my mind. (laughs) Yeah, this was like, again, All Stars 5 being on the cutting edge of looking forward into the future when glory holes would be necessary to have sexual relations in a social distancing environment. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, girl. (laughs) Yes, girl. Gay rights. It's the gay agenda, everybody. (laughs) Yes, this is liberal America, girl. This is Joe Biden's America, everybody. Oh, shit. Don't give the queens anything to run into traffic with. Girl, we'll have glory holes on every street corner in (laughs) suburbia. Yes, work, girl. (laughs) I would like a grape soda, a Cheez-It, and 10 minutes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm just kidding. But uh, sorry, Mom. Moving on. All the queens are hiding behind the glory hole. Oh, my God. I have to stop saying glory hole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> glory hole, glory hole, glory hole. Oh my god, Beetlejuice is here. Oh my gosh. Just, this is going to be the name of the episode. <laughs> glory, glory hole, hole, glory hole, glory hole. Exclamation yeah. marks between each one. Three times, that's right. <laughs> All right, let's move on before someone hears this and I get fired. Uh, <laughs> so the girls reveal themselves and uh, RuPaul comes in to let them know that the eliminated queens will be backing them up in the final challenge. Woo! 
We love an extra. Yes. Extra, extra. Read all about it. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the final challenge? You may be asking yourself for the final maxi challenge. The girls will be recording a solo verse for RuPaul's new bitch track clap back now available on iTunes. Uh, What did you all think about the track? Groundbreaking. (laughs) Yeah. Rue just truly revolutionized the music scene. Like, honestly, Taylor (laughs) Swift is probably shaking because she's not going to be able to get to number one now. Are the Swifties quaking? I mean, if I had to rank this among the All-Stars, like, final challenges, it's not as good as Kitty Girl, not as good as Read You Wrote You. I would put it right below those two. Yeah, definitely better than Queens Everywhere. I don't even remember what that was. Yeah. Like, Clapback at least was, like, somewhat memorable. Not great, but also, like... Not the worst. (laughs) Yeah, not the worst. that's how I feel. I mean, it's not even close to Read You, Wrote You, and it's not even close to Kitty Girl, but it's, like, (laughs) above... She completed the challenge. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She got it turned down before production needed it for filming. That's right. So later they will be working with Tajik Hall for choreography in the performance. Also, of course, they will be guests on Drag Race's premiere podcast. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They will be on What's the Tea with Michelle Visage. And, um, you know, that's the podcast where they record in a cardboard box with paper cups for microphones. <laughs> I haven't listened to What's the Tea in a very long time, but they tend to have um, these episodes tend to be very fun when they have the finale queens on. They do. I'm just saying usually our audio quality is better. So one day it's going to be What's the Tea with Thanks for Coming. <laughs> hey let's manifest it i'm putting it out there in the world everybody (laughs) all right so rupaul doesn't want anything left unsaid so now it's time for the girls to sit on the couch and kiki it's time to spill the tea here comes the drama (laughs) drama has now entered the chat All right. Um, Yeah, so now we're kind of run down what has been spilled. First, Mayhem asked Derek if India and her are cool. India says that she is five by five. And Derek, on the other hand, says that she would like an apology in order to move on for the things that India said online. But apparently that apology did not put enough gas in the tank because, well... You've all seen the promo. Yeah, basically, she was just like, R-O-F-L, (laughs) T-T-Y-L. Like, bye. JK, apology, acceptance rescinded. (laughs) I'm going to talk mad shit about you in the promo. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Mercy, whatever is popping off between these two, it's not dying anytime soon. No. But needless to say, India apologizes and... We can move on. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Just wait till India 3.0 comes back. You know, we'll have to revisit this. (laughs) Please, no. (laughs) Um, So then Derek was surprised to hear that Angina had nominated herself to be eliminated. Angina said that it wasn't really giving up. She just thought it was the right decision to leave. Yeah. And (laughs) also like 
basically I was like Mariah in the room where I was just like, okay, bitch, like really? <laughs> okay, but I wanted to be here, so... <laughs> I know, but Mariah was right. It was like, why? Like, you don't even fucking know India. Like, why are you, like, giving up your life for her? Right. Right. I don't know. That was really weird. I bet Mayhem really regrets that decision. Then Alexis is like, that is enough, everyone. It's time to talk about the main event. This is what everyone wants to hear. Like we said, we just had a feeling that this would be saved for the finale. Yeah, we didn't really know if we were going to get a traditional like reunion or like what anything was going to look like uh, with COVID and filming the finales and such. So we of course had to have some kind of round table to get all of the last lingering drama settled and dealt with. Yeah. Rue wants to make sure she wins that Emmy honey. (laughs) Yeah. We're not winning an Emmy from this episode. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, girl. (laughs) Mayhem was completely oblivious to the plotting against Shay's story that was told by India. I have a feeling that India's story will not end up on the bestsellers list. I mean, India just looks so dumb in all of this. It was so annoying. I was just like, like India was just like, yeah, I guess none of it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, LOL JK. I guess it didn't really happen like that. It just looks so bad. It was like, uh, you were being messy this whole time. People like were trying to give you a chance. People are still on the fence. Like, is it Alexis? Is it India? And here you are being messy boots. Part of me, though, is like, okay, wow, just like gave her a 5k bonus. And was like, bitch, if you just do this and shut up, like, it's all good. (laughs) I feel so vindicated, though, because I'm sure everyone was like, wow, Seth, you're being such an India hater all season. (laughs) But guess what? (laughs) Look where we're at now. Those spidey senses were working. Yeah, I guess I should have known better. Yeah. (laughs) Well, guess what, Mimi? (laughs) I was right. (laughs) I'm first, bitch. I'm first this time. Somewhere Mimi's just like... Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> somewhere, celebrating. Somewhere Mimi is standing outside of a Hamburger Mary's banging on the door asking to be let in. <laughs> yeah, why did you fire me? I was right about India the whole time. <laughs> oh my gosh. But the record is cleared. Alexis has been vindicated. So we can just move on. Alexis is good to go. India is boo-boo the fool. And the roles are set. There is an argument about semantics as to whether Mayhem and India had an alliance or a deal. Was it an alliance or a deal? It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Like Mayhem was like, no, we didn't have an alliance. We just agreed that we wouldn't vote each other out and that we would vote for the same person. Mercy. Oh. <laughs> like, come on now. We've all been to thesaurus.com, bitch. You don't have to sit here and try to do this. I'm like, this is not Survivor Season 1, bitch. We know what an alliance is. It's the same thing, sis. No matter how you want to slice it, y'all was helping each other and had an understanding that you were going to help each other. To be fair, this does sound like a deal. <laughs> whatever ma'am buy another fucking like costume on amazon like whatever girl we don't care (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe can you guys all just weigh in? Was this an alliance or a deal? <laughs> I can't decide. Make sure there's a choice C. An alliance <laughs> is a deal, and vice versa. C. All of the above. Synonym. <laughs> all encompassing. Synonym. All right. So now it's time for a choreography rehearsal, and we are in a finale where none of the queens can dance. It is a real struggle, girl. <laughs> well, see, like, Shay can hit the eight counts with practice, but the other queens, it doesn't come naturally for them. Yeah, Shay was feeling so confident she wore her Jesus sandals to rehearsal. Now, I don't know why you'd show up to <laughs> dance rehearsal and fucking those sandals. They were Velcroed pretty tight. I, I hope they would be. <laughs> Otherwise, that'd be an ankle injury. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, Shay was definitely, you know, the most apt queen for choreography. Definitely took her a little bit of practice, but Cracker and Jujubee were, were struggling even more. <laughs> so yeah, and typically when we see these scenes, like most of the queens and, you know, myself included, if I'm being presented something for the first time, it's a little rocky. I like to study it and then give it a try. So if you're being put on the spot, it's a little harder to just like adapt. Like, okay, here's the count. Um, now you do it. Go. <laughs> Run, like, go. Everyone can't do that. So it's interesting to see. Yes, Shay is like the most probably equipped with the skills to take on this choreography. And we know that Todrick likes to kind of play up to the Queen's personalities. I don't think that that necessarily, you know, sets Shay up for a win because Miss Cracker, for example, and Jujubee, they are funnier, you know, than Shay. Shay's not funny all the time. So if they were to land like a really awesome, like funny choreo, you know, that could be their moment too. Right. That is very true. So we are, you know, leaving the rehearsal, feeling a little uneasy if the girls will be able to make it. But Blair is learning the choreography, and I think she's actually doing better than the top three. So I'm really excited for this. <laughs> Blair is ready to steal anybody's <laughs> spot, though. Like, she's like, it was me. I should be up there. Uh, she's so hoping for a twist for like an ad back or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Someone breaks her ankle and she Full needs to Nancy step Kerrigan. <laughs> <laughs> oh no that would be or terrible Harding. yeah that whole situation girl don't underestimate blair she'll Roll get you the untucked footage yeah I, <laughs> right i still i remember i still need to watch i Tanya. i forgot about that movie yeah i haven't watched that either anyways to <laughs> 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 something more interesting <laughs> uh so now it's time for Jujubee's turn on the podcast. I didn't think anything monumental was really said here. So yeah. the iconic TikTok Tic Tac lunch. Um, Rue did say that they'd <laughs> been there since the last time Juju was there. So honestly, like Rue was just kind of like Rue was just like I've known you since the beginning of time. So I'm not going to give you any hard questions or question anything you say. <laughs> Sorry, I keep giggling because I'm imagining a TikTok legend and it's just like Rue and Michelle and the girls doing dances. <laughs> oh tick my god. Tack, tick tack. Girl, that already exists. That already exists. It's called How's Your Head, Hun? Uh, okay. Oh my gosh. How's Your Head, Hun? was so funny, though. Oh my gosh. RuPaul would break a hip. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> 
All right. So then Cracker comes onto the podcast. And my takeaway from this segment was that drag is political, but we kind of already knew that already. So moving on. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Now it's Shay's turn. Will we find out anything more about Shay or waste another minute of our lives? Shay does talk about her PTSD from being so close to the finale in her first season, but not quite making it all the way. So we have a little bit more substance here. Yeah, and it's a story that, I mean, she's been telling throughout the season. We've seen it in a look that she has portrayed and other challenge moments. She's kind of referenced the situation. So this is something clearly that has stuck with Shay and something that she's had to overcome. Definitely. I keep wanting to be like, Alexa, play Roses Are Falling by Orville Peck. (laughs) (laughs) Shady boots. I can't do that to Shay. I thought about tweeting it to her, but I was like, no, like maybe she's still like sensitive about that. But (laughs) now you all know. (laughs) She'd be like, whatever. I got this crown now. Oops. Spoiler alert. What if she went full Mean Girls and was like, oh, my God, I love you. Top three. Here's a piece for Juju B. Here's a piece for Ms. Cracker. <laughs> Rue would pull out the Apollo hook and snatch her off stage. She sure would, girl. <laughs> All right. It is time for the performance. What did you guys think of this performance of Clap Bat? Oh, God. The lights just went on. <laughs> um, what did you think, Sony? I don't know. It was It was fine, I guess. Like... I don't know. It's Ew. hard to like analyze this. I mean, Shay did awesome because it's Shay. Juju was fun. Ms. Cracker did like awesome robotic moves. Like it was fine. <laughs> I thought that this challenge it well, it's just kind of like drag race fatigue in my opinion because this didn't really like feel like a finale. It felt like a final challenge. It did not feel like a finale and Going back to what I touched on earlier, like all the queens have different skill sets and Todrick tried to play into each of the queens, um, you know, personalities. So Juju is going to be funny, but a little sexy. Shay is going to be like very technical with the dance. Um, Cracker is going to give you a nice choreographed routine, but it's going to be more comedic. I thought that in the end, all of the queens did a good job. I feel like the whole season people have been rooting for Shay because this is like Shay's moment. I don't necessarily think the challenge was set up for Shay to win. Nobody else could have done that choreography. They could try, sure, but that's not their lane. It's like if you were to try to give Shay a comedic final routine, I guess if that's the challenge, she has to try to do it, but that's not her wheelhouse. And these performances are always tailored to the queen's um, personalities and what they can do. And Seth, before you give your opinion, let me just say that I think my problem with this too is that, I don't know, I just feel so kind of like let down with the final challenges on All-Stars the past two seasons because All-Stars 2 and All-Stars 3 had such good final challenges and like All-Stars 4 and All-Stars 5 is just like meh. Like, I don't know. It's hard. Like Kitty Girl was so good and Reju Wrote You was so good. Iconic. And I'm just like this is not it sis like you know what i mean i also kind of miss when the music videos like were actual music videos and they would have like (laughs) green screens and it wasn't just like a stage performance 
Yeah, it wasn't really like, I agree. It wasn't really like a music video. I think you could still consider Kitty Girl a music video though because it was like that whole concept of like being backstage. So I think that could still be... Behind the scene. Yeah, I think that would still be considered like an actual music video, but... Right, and it was like live action, Kitty Girl was. Right. Um, That would be like the equivalent of like a band performing in a music video, basically. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I don't know. I just kind of miss it. Like, and I always think back to like um, season eight with Kim Chi and Bob and that whole thing. I don't know. It's just really interesting. We were really spoiled with Kitty Girl. I think about that now. Like we podcasted that season and I'm just like, damn, I don't, I need to go back and listen to what we thought of it. I'm sure we thought it was amazing at the time, but I'm just like, oh, we were standing over it. I was just like, there's nothing better than this. And now it's just like, (laughs) clap back, I guess. Bye. I think I remember saying that Shangela looked like Beyonce in her little part. Yes, you're correct. And they keep, (laughs) I mean, they, they keep trying to have these, um, I mean, as they should, it's a TV show. They keep trying to have like the Ruji Rochu kitty girl moments, but those are going to be far and few between because moments like that are so like iconic and major. So like, I don't know. I just wasn't really like feeling the song. It was cute. It was cute. But Compared to other finales, it felt like a final challenge, not necessarily a finale performance to me. Yeah, because I mean, I watched the final performance twice and I still can't even really remember what happened in it. Same. <laughs> I rewatched it and just like, okay, cool. Like, that's why I'm like, my review of it was like literally like 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess I would say that. If I had to put the Queens in order of how well I think that they did, I would say Cracker was probably first, just l- slightly edging out Shea Coulee, and then Jujubee would have been like the third one. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that. I don't know. I, I did like Shay's outfit, though, a lot, and I think she did a great job. I mean, I can't even remember the verses. Like, I can't even talk to you guys about the verses. Like, it just was so hard to understand what they were saying. See, here's why, like, Miss Cracker would be first for me, because she brought you the classic Cracker character. You could follow what she was saying. Um, The inflections were there. Like, I guess the acting portion of the performance is there on top of the choreo, whereas Shay... We know she has somewhat of a range vocally, but her verse was just a little lower. And um, that, I don't know, you do the verse and then you learn the dance. So it wasn't set up that way because of the type of dancing she was doing. But regardless, the vocals just weren't really reading and resonating with me. She got through the dance moves just fine and they looked great and crisp, but the verse didn't come off as strong as Crackers. Right. So... Those are our thoughts about the performance. (laughs) So why don't we go ahead and take a quick little break here and then we'll be back to finish out the finale for you guys. Oh my gosh, the crown. She's here. (laughs) Yeah, she's crowning. Ah! (laughs) Okay, be back soon or whatever. Okay, bye. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks, or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us, tfcpod at gmail.com, and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. 
Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to our Honesty Spill of the Week. We are going to finish out this finale for you guys. Who's ready? We're here. Let's get it done. Yes, girl. Let's do it. Yes, it is just in time to talk about the runway. So not only did the top three walk for the runway, but also they let the eliminated girls walk the runway too. Yeah, this made it feel like a grand finale because if we were, you know, live in a theater somewhere, they'd have like the entire cast come out and then they'd introduce the top three. So we kind of got a nod to the coronavirus and the kind of finales we've been consuming but on the main stage because we got to see all of the queens there before we got to our top three. Yeah, I really like this. Actually, this is probably my favorite thing they've done on all the All-Stars because here's the thing. All these queens come onto the show and they're planning to have their finale looks, you know, so they all bring their finale looks on the show. So it's like, why, like, why not let them come back so we yeah. can see what they should look or what they wanted to to present to us and their, you know, their best drag look or whatever. So yeah. to me, I think this is great. Like, I hope they do this on all the seasons going forward because I want to see like, I mean, this is all stars. Like I want to see all of them come out with their best looks because that's the best part of the show is like when we get to see all the Queens come out and, Give us a fucking look on the runway. <laughs> All star eleganza. Give the people what they want. Yeah, so original too. That's crazy. How do they think of that? <laughs> I have no idea. It's groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. I was like, wow. All star eleganza. You could have gone with like eleganza extravaganza, but we really like took it to the next level. I think eleganza for drag race. I just say too, groundbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> groundbreaking <laughs> i just want to say too that this is also like a part of all stars in general like the show is more about like these queens building their brands up anyway it's not necess- necessarily about like being the winner so like for them to come out here and be able to like continue to build their brand i think is really important so that they can like you know have their fan base or whatever mm-hmm. um so i don't know i just think it's a good thing Yes, absolutely. What did you guys think? Uh, We'll start with the Eliminated Queens. Like, were there any looks that stood out to you? Did anyone surprise you with how good they looked? Derek Barry? Yeah, I actually (laughs) want to give Derek Barry um, her roses because she looked really good. We were talking about this a little bit on the after party with Step Up Inc. here in Indy about how Derek kind of toes the line between that struggle of Britney versus Derek. Like, where is the balance? And I think that this look was the balance. It looked so good. The makeup was very nice and light, but still very pretty. And the gown was everything. Yes. And in true Derek Berry fashion, her crown fell off at the end just to show that she is not quite there. <laughs> yes. They're not quite a woman. Was that? <laughs> she she oh. isn't married and not quite a woman. I don't know. I'm sorry. I remember. IDK. I forget the lyrics. I don't know. <laughs> Joke flop. <laughs> Wait, what was it? Like, not quite a woman. We're moving on, I Queen. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Free Britney. <laughs> oh my gosh. What did you guys think of Angina's dress, her little newspaper couture? I thought this was something you'd see like Carrie Bradshaw in on Sex in the City, like maybe a night out on the town. Um, not like finale worthy, but you know, it was cute. 
I like that she had her original headpiece on from her season. That was a cute little nod to Drag Race history. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. This is exactly like what I wanted to see from Angina, like when she was announced to be on All Stars. So it was awesome to see her. It's almost like you wish she wore outfits like this while she was still in the competition. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Uh, next we have Mariah Paris Balenciaga Mariah is always gorgeous I'm never going to be mad at anything Mariah does because she gives you classic drag that hair is always swooped and snatched and the face is beat proper and that gown was just you know the it's just gorgeous the detail I am usually like oh another mermaid gown but this one was really really pretty (laughs) yes Mariah always goes the glam she's like the jada essence hall of all stars five giving this the glam so there you go yeah trend alert mermaid dresses (laughs) (laughs) siren yes i thought it looked good though she i don't know if it was like actual mermaid because she did sort of the scales or if it was just the design or what but it, it just the way it flowed as she walked was just really nice yeah it was really elegant definitely all right so next we have mayhem miller uh mayhem i wanted to like this like you know this is giving me like you know ghetto girl down the block i can say that because i'm black princess jasmine i feel like if the fabric were a little lighter it would have registered better on the stage like it looked fine i guess but it just felt very heavy for the style yeah there was not a lot of shape either I felt like she was just wearing like a thunder blanket or something. <laughs> 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 not, not a thunder <laughs> Renal, did you hear that? Oh my gosh. Your not accessories the are on drag race. <laughs> not this. She's like, I need a weighted blanket for my anxiety. Holy shit. But it felt heavy, right? Like I, I like the color. It just felt weighed down. It just felt weighed down. It did. It looked nice. It didn't look like she got it from Amazon, so good job, Mayhem. I mean, effort went into it for sure. I mean, she's ready for winter if she's working the corner somewhere. Yes. Um. All right, next we have another nude illusion from India Farah. What did you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. I actually liked this gown. I thought it was pretty. I thought it's something that you could... Um. It's simple, but, you know, the feather touches and the little... Um, the bedazzling was in the right spots, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because with the nude illusion, it's hard to sell. So I felt like this was enough color and drama with the feathers and just enough detail without being too much with the bedazzling. I know you want glitter, 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 but sometimes less is more. And this was also a dress I think somebody could wear if they didn't want to have titties at all. Yeah, I feel like this look was very similar to her entrance look without the shoulder pads. However, I did enjoy like the jiggling boobs. I thought that was fun (laughs) and like fun to watch i guess but maybe it would have been more successful if she just came down the runway wearing a breastplate only milk money i mean probably (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i don't know i didn't hate it i thought it was fun india just i don't know girl it was a rough episode for you (laughs) 
<laughs> I kind of liked how it was basically the same outfit she wore as for the prom runway, except for it didn't have a belt on. It was a different color. <laughs> it was like basically the same outfit. It's really... I could see that. Different textures. Instead know. of feathers, it was more of like the black lace. I could totally see All that. All the looks of hers are like blending together for me. And maybe that's... It's her style. It's she likes that gothic yeah, naked it's style. It's her style, I think. Yeah, it's just like not inventive or anything. It's just kind of the same. News alert. Seth it. hates <laughs> India, loathes her. I'm so excited not to see her on my television again. <laughs> just wait. The holidays are coming. She might be on Drag Race Halloween or Drag Race Ho Ho Ho, whatever the fuck's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A nightmare before Christmas, more like it. <laughs> Girl. All right, we gotta move on because I, I could just keep going. What if it's like what if it's like a Hanukkah version and it's like twelve twelve days of India or whatever? No. That's Cracker's episode, girl. That is Cracker's episode. Con- yeah. We're not putting not speaking that to existence. No. That is Cracker's episode. Next is Alexis Mateo. Yay. We liked her. I thought that this was a nice, like, dress. Like, this is different for Alexis. We're used to seeing bright colors, something very, like, over-the-top and frou-frou, very pageant. I thought that this was showing her, like, you know, maybe she's some bougie bitch in New York going to a holiday benefit. But I thought she looked gorgeous. Yeah, I I really like this. This is, like, peak Alexis, you know. She's, like, wearing an Ikea, like, cover for a couch. It's very thick material. (laughs) So yeah, good for you. Very sturdy. We got That's some, what I like out of a dress is it's sturdy. We got some ruffle drama in there too. I bet she's got some like, I don't know, resistant like stain material that she's wearing. Oh, you are so rude. <laughs> well, you got you to gotta spray it down because if the water gets on it, then it'll just ruin. <laughs> I like the black and the gray though. I mean, I liked it. I didn't say I didn't like it. I don't know if like it's a finale dress, but it was a very nice dress. It was a nice dress, Alexis. Yeah. Trend alert, side ruffle. This is a, a page out of India Farah's book, I feel like, but uh, maybe it's just more of a pageant girl thing. India loves a fucking ruffle. Y'all know she does. <laughs> Give me the ruffles. Do not come for us. You know that's the truth. Yeah, but I did think Alexis looked really nice. It was great to see something different from her. Yes. Um, beautiful. Good job, Alexis. Yes. Speaking of beautiful, next is Blair St. Clair. This was the dress we've been waiting to see. Picture this look with like a crown on top of it. Like she looked like an ice queen, um, very otherworldly, kind of like pixie fairy fantasy going to the ball. I don't know. Like this could go so many different ways. I like the kind of bodysuit aspect of it, but then it was still, if you looked at it, it looked like it was a gown. It was very kind of like gender fuck too. So I think that Blair did a fabulous job with this look. And the makeup and hair were on point as well. Yeah, I thought it was gorgeous. Like, I think this kind of like shows why Blair got to top four. Like, honestly, like she just can put together a really cool look like this. And that's kind of what kept her around for so long. Yeah, this is like almost like as if like Queen Amidala was on the show with like the hair design from star wars oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i could very see that. It. but yeah this was such a beautiful outfit like you know you could see it in her watch pack and she had it up there so it was just so nice to see her actually wearing it and it's just such a beautiful dress blair just always has looked consistently throughout the entire season amazing on the runway 
Yep. She knows how to serve. And then we're now in our top three territory. And let's start with Jujubee. Uh, Jujubee looks so good. This was a nice ode to, I believe she said, her Hindi upbringing with her parents. It was like a nice fitted bodysuit, but it just wasn't another bodysuit. Like the gold detail, the nude illusion was there. Uh, the headpiece was kind of like a crown and she had the classic kind of like finger, the decorated fingertips for when they do their dance. I thought the whole look was gorgeous, especially with that long orange caped train, whatever you want to call it. Yes, I thought this to me it was the best look of the night. I thought Juju absolutely killed it. I love that it's, you know, part of her heritage and that she like put that into her you know her final story her final story um so yeah i just i don't know i really enjoyed this i juju is such a good queen like i can't believe i went into the season i mean i always knew she was good and i i remembered liking her on her seasons but like this to me this season like sealed her legacy as far as just like being an awesome queen like i love her so much absolutely yeah she did look beautiful I was a little bit like a bodysuit, really, but I mean, it was a good look. So I was a little um, on the fence about wearing a bodysuit for the final look. See, it just felt like royal to me, though. It didn't feel like just another bodysuit. Like this presentation to me was next level. Right. But what what I think was really successful about this look was that sash, just like and, and yes. the length of it. Yeah, it really gave movement because, I mean, if you wear a bodysuit, you're not going to get any sort of movement. But right. w- that really helped a lot. Yeah. Very good point. All right. Next we have Ms. Cracker. Yeah. So I I mean, I really like this, too, from Ms. Like it wasn't my it was probably my least favorite of the top three. But I don't know, like. I guess there's just nothing I can say that like really stood out from it. I thought it was a good look, but to me it was just kind of like, this is just like a pink dress with a <laughs> pink like crown or whatever. I mean, it was fun and it was totally Miz's style. So it made sense. I did like the detail of the garment. Like that's a lot of like beading and threading that obviously went into that. Um, I can't imagine the hours that it took to put that piece together. I appreciate the story about it. It did kind of just feel like out of nowhere. And, you know, maybe that's fair. Everyone wants to do an ancestry DNA test or 23andMe and get into, you know, who they are and where they come from. So maybe she was just really inspired by that. I do think in the end it was a very strong and good look. It just wasn't like one of my tops for the night. Yeah, I I wouldn't think it was my top either, but I think that it was really like obviously well finished. Um, Definitely uh, you could see the Eastern European inspiration Mm -hmm. um, for the outfit. But um, I know people were kind of saying, you know, this was like out of nowhere. Cracker needed a story for the finale or whatever. But for me personally, I did relate to that. You know, growing up, my family, we never really talked about my heritage, um, you know, other than the fact it's like, oh, you know, we're Jewish. It's like, okay, cool. But like, you know, growing (laughs) up, everyone's like, I'm Irish or like I'm from um, Germany or whatever. And so for me... Uh, I felt connected to her because, you know, it took me, like Jamal said, signing up for 23 and me to find out that, you know, I am uh, 97, basically percent Ashkenazi Jewish from Romania. So I sort of relate to Cracker because, 
you know, I've just only found that out within the last couple of years myself. Yeah. And totally for me as well. Like I, that's exactly me as well. It's like, you know, I want to figure out exactly where we come from, who we are. And it is fun to dig into that and find inspiration and figuring out all of that. So I'm not going to completely discount this look or Cracker's inspiration because it's valid. Definitely. And then, of course, um, another pink look, Shea Coulee. This was just Vogue. This was everything. This was Fashion Week somewhere on any continent. Um, I thought it was just really simple and elegant. I like that it was a nod to her mom and she kind of gave you the dragged out version of it. And it was a kind of, it puts you in the mindset of like a exaggerated baby doll dress. Um, not body shaming at all, but you need like a kind of smaller queen to pull off a dress like this just to kind of add like the drama of those angles that Shay was bringing onto the runway. And again, that's nothing against the thickness and the girls out there. You know, we love you. But this a specific fashion story, Shay like delivered this flawlessly. And it was my favorite of the night. Yeah, I I love like that era, like the 60s and 70s like type look. And I don't know. I just loved everything about this dress. And then once Shay kind of explained the background of it and they showed the picture of Shay's mom going to prom, mm-hmm. I was just like, that is so amazing. Like that is such like, that is so awesome to me that she like went out there and did that. Like that she did this like exaggerated version of it. Like it just, I don't know. It was so cool to me. And I loved how Shay was just talking about how like her drag is a love letter to like black women. I was just like, that is so amazing. And I, after she said that, I'm just like, if this bitch doesn't win, like this shit is rigged. Like <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Shay looked absolutely beautiful. She sort of like looked like a, um, a Cinderella, but like in a pink dress. Yeah. And her makeup was like, I like how it wasn't over the top. It was just very natural and simple because that let like, you know, the garment and the hair and everything else tell the story. Definitely. So great looks from most of the 10 girls. Uh, The top three were all great. (laughs) But um, so now the top three will be lip syncing to drag queen lip sync staple Make Me Feel by Janelle Monet. Yes, I love me some Janelle Monet. Yes, I love this song. <laughs> it's just like that, basically. <laughs> this lip sync was pretty good. Did Cracker have like sand or glitter coming out of her boobs? Or like what was happening there? Girl, this was like a failed attempt, like Asia O'Hara's like fucking butterflies. <laughs> like I felt like the glitter or whatever sand should have been bursting out instead Not of just like kind of just like it kind of just like rolled out. And I was Not like, no the girl. Butterflies. <laughs> well, you could see she had to shake it real hard to get it to even come out. I think it was just sort of like the sand. It just sort of represents like the sand in her hourglass of her time on the show coming to an end. <laughs> we wow, needed we're like, really deep on this podcast. <laughs> we needed like the popper technology, you know, like those cheap ass like party poppers. You pull the string and the ship flies everywhere and your parents get really pissed because they have to vacuum. Oh, those aren't the poppers I usually use. <laughs> safety first queens um know the difference but 
she was hoping for like a more burlesque kind of glitter explosion and we got like sad hourglass being cracked like Jafar's coming after your princess jasmine <laughs> Very that. There <laughs> goes the sand. Girl, I need to out. see some like fucking fireworks coming out of those titties. <laughs> hey, yeah. she tried though. <laughs> she tried, okay? She was trying to live that Madonna cone bra fantasy with the sparks coming out, but it was more like a slow dribble. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like an oozing out <laughs> situation. It was almost like her sis <laughs> popped on the stage. <laughs> all right you guys we have to move on so they quickly announced that the winner of this season of all stars five is obviously shay coulee duh you idiots yes (laughs) welcome to the all stars hall of fame shay you deserve definitely deserve it was just really great to see shay like i feel like she um really like throughout the whole season she was the one that improved the most um she had you know really fulfilled her story arc in the season cracker had this weird sort of story going on <laughs> juju b was really good too i like the good juju bad juju that was really cool mm-hmm. but shay really just deserved to win yeah if you think about shay's story in general right like ever since her season she was going like she was rumored to be on all stars three all stars four and everyone kept wondering like why is she not coming back and like for her to come back season five and fucking win because honestly like she was kind of the front runner or she was up there with sasha velour to like win season nine so like for her to come back finally after like two seasons of wanting her back, like it's just, it's so great to see her win. Like I'm so happy for her. Yeah. Yes. And speaking of wins, I think this is a great spot for us to crown a winner of our fantasy league. So I will go ahead and throw it over to Stony. Why don't you let us know how the season has ended? Uh oh. Yeah. So obviously. As we said last week, it all came down to who would win. Shay won the season, and Seth had Shay on his team. So (laughs) Seth wins the season. Ah, current reigning Seth Lee. Yes. I have prepared a short statement (laughs) for the (laughs) podcast. I just wanted to say that I would none of this would have been possible if it wasn't for Jamal and Stoney. Um, You guys were really my sisters throughout this whole season and I mean I just am really so proud to win and you know I am very much looking forward to spreading the message that I have to the entire world (laughs) yes do it queen pollinate the world we're so proud of you (laughs) all right page two (laughs) just kidding (laughs) we're done (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that was the season. Really happy to take the crown away from Jamal. I think he won the last season. Yes, it was me. You know, of course I'll have to get it taken in. I'll just be swimming in the crown. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) we'll see how Canada's drag race ends up. Well, I'm winning that too currently, so I guess we'll see. Oh, that's true. Oh, shit. Whatever, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, (laughs) we're going to have to cancel the fantasy season. Everyone hates me. (laughs) Remember, listeners, um, if you haven't noticed yet, if you visit our link tree, 
link on our website, you can find the Fantasy League um, standings at the top of the list now. So easy peasy. You can go to our website, thanksforcomingpodcast.com to keep up with our scores, or you can follow that link tree link and you'll find them right up top. Easy access. Yes. Like a glory hole. Ooh. Oh my God. I said it again. Joe Biden's America. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. I did it again. not that innocent (laughs) definitely not (laughs) all right you guys we are going to quickly move into our untucked talk if this is the part where you normally leave the show thanks for coming we will um go ahead and get into this quickly uh so i just thought it was kind of weird watching an untucked after a winner was just like crown because normally i feel like they don't do untucked for the last episode yeah this is awkward yeah, because all three of them were like packing up together when usually we just see like one or two of them at a time. Yeah, like I didn't want to get back into this suspense. I still wanted to be like in the celebration mood with Shay, <laughs> but here we are. Yeah, I feel like Drag Race was like, okay, y'all bitches need to get out because the budget was cut this season. Right. So you, we need to be cleaned up by 11 a.m. tomorrow. I feel like they should have just done like <laughs> a like zoom reunion like post shay being announced as the winner or something like that would have been more appropriate to me like do a 30 minute zoom interview but okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) go on girl give us nothing (laughs) (laughs) the uh the girls they tell Derek barry that they finally see Derek (laughs) as Derek and not britney so that was a nice little moment for Derek. that's fun because i'm thinking the opposite (laughs) (laughs) well that's why you're not on the show because your opinion is is just that we'll see how many times britney shows up in vegas when this new series starts yeah because if britney doesn't show up then i'm canceling my fucking ticket it's britney bitch (laughs) (laughs) all right then india realizes that she looks like a shady little queen and not shay's savior So she apologizes to Alexis to try and brush what happened under the rug. But Miss Ma'am, what is done in the dark (laughs) always comes to the light. And that's where it lives now. And now India has to live with this as her reputation. Weren't those her words? It's so weird how it comes back, doesn't it? Like she really, she really made that. Maybe that's like her quotes. Like she, she was known as the girl that was tossed up on her on Mimi's shoulders or whatever. But now she's known as the girl. What was done in the dark has come to the light. She should just live her maleficent fantasy. I don't know. Mercy be. I'm convinced that Maya Miller's actually a real housewife of Atlanta. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> because she should be like Phaedra out here on the streets, just like I'm not Phaedra. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get any of these references, so we're gonna move on. Phaedra's messy boots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and I was also living for the cutaways to Derek, her glances, being like, I was right. India sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Those are always the best moments. Like when you just see the queens getting their lives, you're like, I told y'all hoes. I told y'all hoes. <laughs> you know, the, the one thing I will thank India for is she taught me a great lesson for if I were ever to do drag. If your earrings are too big to put them on your earlobe, you can just tack them to the top of your ear and then it can just be a cover your whole ear and be an earpiece. 
Wow, it's a life hack. Ew. Life hat for you drag queens <laughs> out there. I don't you like that. You can just glue giant ear coverings, aka earrings, I guess. Do you think she found that on Pinterest? I don't know. I think she found that on um, Goodwill. (laughs) Goodwill's blog. That's the play jewelry girl. (laughs) Their Etsy blog. (laughs) She sure did. (laughs) It's it's the Roni times. You gotta put the the Goodwill on on uh, Etsy now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Good God, those were ugly. All right, so (laughs) cracker. Cracker is talking about her little titty stunt working in the hotel. So I'm wondering if what we saw on the stage was the stunt not working. Because <laughs> if that was successful, girl, new gag, new stunt, please. I'm sure it looked cool like in your apartment, but when you're actually on like a giant ass stage, it looks like so lame. Like, you know what other stunt <laughs> sounded good? A bunch of butterflies coming out of your breast and flying into the audience, but that didn't happen either. Oh, no. Right. Like, it looks like shit on the stage because, like, first of all, the air conditioner is, like, blowing everywhere, probably. And then, like, two, the stage is giant, so, like, obviously it's going to just look, like, lame as fuck. I hadn't <laughs> even considered that, though. Like, maybe we were witnessing the trick not working. <laughs> right it's like maybe that's not what was supposed to happen i just don't know because i'm thinking of like some like you know happy new year tits like just a a flood of glitter bursting out of these like titties and that's not what we got it should have been ball drops yeah (laughs) should have been like a fucking like Katy perry music video instead it was just like i don't know like snakes on a plane or something (laughs) yeah it was it was some real um beast uh gila monster (laughs) stunt right there but um so yeah so then that's the season the girls they all go to pack up their stuff and then go into the van and they're going away and um i thought it was really funny because cracker was just being cracker and and um says play us out piano cat (laughs) (laughs) do you guys know that meme the piano cat no it's the little piano cat the little cat playing the piano with the little arms Uh, i've seen that yeah yeah so just me all right well that was fantastic everybody (laughs) thanks for another season with us here at thanks for coming the most magically gay podcast you can find us on all social medias at tfc pod and some if you really want to try hard you can find us on facebook somehow but (laughs) tell your friends yes please tell your friends we're at tfc pod on all social media including facebook yeah keep leaving us reviews and five stars thank you for those of you who have been doing that much appreciated thanks for coming podcast.com we'll have all of your updates and everything you need to know what's going on and the latest tea with us so check it out and we might actually like have another podcast about more uh, RuPaul's Drag Race seasons in like three years after Trump has killed us with his <laughs> virus. Stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Also, News Bulletin, you know, normally our release schedule is on Tuesday and Wednesdays, but since this is our last finale of All Stars 5, we only have one season to cover now. And those canada drag race episodes will now move to tuesday yes queen groundbreaking 
<laughs> Ooh, yes, give us nothing. <laughs> yes, you can find us on Tuesdays now and Tuesdays only unless we decide to record another podcast, but we'll let you know if that happens. Yeah, stay tuned. You know where to find us at TFC Pod on all social media. Yes, girl. Well, we will see you tomorrow for Canada's Drag Race. But until then, bye. 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 Person, woman, man, camera, TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's Derek, bitch. Mother out. <laughs> Wrong season. <laughs>